Hi, and welcome back to the AMPS podcast. My name's Owen Peters. And I'm Owen Shirley. And as part of AMPS celebrations of International Women's Day 2022, this episode features an interview with AMPS member Nina Rice. Yeah, Nina was the production sound mixer on the recently released BBC drama miniseries This Is Going To Hurt, which is a loose adaptation of Adam Kay's autobiographical book of the same name and takes place in a NHS birthing ward and uh, shows some of the darkly comic trials and tribulations of that character, but also provided a lot of interesting challenges with filming in corridors and busy spaces as Ben Wishaw partly narrates his experience as the character Adam. Yeah, it's a really great programme. Both Owen and I loved watching This Is Going To Hurt. It's one of those shows that starts off really good and just gets better and better, I think. And we really, we've done well to avoid any spoilers in the interview with Nina. So please do go and watch the show after, once you've heard this interview. Um, and when we met with Nina last week remotely, we asked her to begin by just giving herself a bit of an introduction. My name is Nina Rice. I'm originally from Belfast. I moved over in 2006 to study film and video in Wales. And then after that, I was a runner for a bit. And then after that, I got into the National Film Television School and studied sound there back in, that was 2010. And then after that, I got my first job as a trainee on New Tricks for the BBC, um, working with Simon Bishop. He gave me my first job into the industry, which I'm so happy. I was like, yes, I'm not going back home. Um, and then from there, I ended up meeting more mixers and getting more work and then doing some documentaries in um, and building my kit up. And I got to travel the world, which was amazing. And then I was assisting and booming on some features and TV. The biggest TV thing I've done to date was The Crown. Um, with mixer Chris Ashworth I assisted him and he seen that I did some documentary stuff and he thought that was great and put me forward for second unit mixing days and you know he was amazing and just really really pushed me to where I wanted to go. Well welcome officially then Nina to the to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Especially glad to have you here as production sound mixer on uh, This Is Going To Hit which is a yes. uniquely British series based yeah. on a uniquely British story with a pretty British sense of humour to go with it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've both seen the series uh, right through and just loved it on a personal level. Yeah. Um, but saw a lot of really interesting potential aspects of challenges to the sound, um, creative and otherwise. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, it would be really interesting for you to tell us all about how you got such good sound and realised that world so authentically. Oh my goodness. Yeah, what a start. Um, the studio was um, the old Metworks building in Whitechapel. So central London, really, really busy. They took it over and then turned it into the wards. So you have you see where you see A&E, the theatre, um, all the hospital interior stuff um, with busy road outside and a building site downstairs where <laughs> the, the building they were building a hotel opposite oh, no. and they were using the basement to store all their um, materials so we had to liaise with them when to kind of like stop for like a few minutes so we could film a scene and then they could go back to um, <laughs> run off the reversing um, beeps oh wow um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't start. 
um, for the scenes that was it was that side. So yeah, there was a lot of challenges, um, and it being an old building as well with um, single pane window glass, um, it was very yeah. But the the scene that stood out for me and what I had to like push for uh, from production was the moments where um, Adam is in the intensive care unit and he's like talking to the baby in the incubator and those mm. quiet, quiet moments. So I was able, I'm working with art department. We were able to get double glazing in to help with the sound and I put up a load of sound blankets around. Okay. <laughs> to kind of like help baffle. Um, and uh, Benedict Spence, the uh, DP, was fine with that and he used it sometimes to help with the lighting so lighting wasn't bouncing off things. So. Okay, that's nice. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> not, not just trying to shove you out the way all the time as usual. No, or... no, no. He he was awesome. He was an awesome DP to work with. Mm. It, was, it was very fast paced because it was all handheld. Um, so my amazing boom ups, um, Sarah Howe and Nick Egger mm. and Roy Smith, who are also NFTS yeah. graduates. <laughs> Familiar names. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, they were an amazing team. So mm. it was great to have them on board. So maybe yeah. winding back to the start a bit, because it sounds like an interesting journey getting there. Um, <laughs> we were quite curious how you first became involved in the series. So... Um, was there another project that kind of led you on to this one or? That was my first mixing, like big break into the industry as a mixer. Okay. Kind of, yeah. Um, I kind of done from graduating NFTS, I did a lot of documentaries and the handbag stuff. I, um, was Chris Ashworth's assistant on the crime for since series one okay (laughs) good training (laughs) so I kind of you know it was amazing I I kind of grew up on that that show and he seen that I did sort of my own handbag work and then pushed me into some second unit mixing Mm. and then it was absolutely amazing um I love him and a big thank you to him Uh, and then from there I started to update my cv and then put it on imdb and then an agent got in touch with me, Lulu from Real Angels. And she said, look, I've got this amazing project. I'd love to represent you. I see you're doing some second unit on The Crown. It's This Is Gonna Hurt, based on the book by Adam Kay. Would you be up for it? And I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> so I went straight out, bought the book, yeah. and mm. read the book. So I was super excited. And from there, she put me in touch with Holly Pullinger, the producer and director, Lucy Forbes which was absolutely great and amazing. So I read the first couple of scripts and I noticed that whole fourth wall Mm. um, Mm. and how we were going to do that. And so from early on, um, collaborated with the post-sound team and that doesn't seem to happen. Okay. Okay. So a lot. So they were were on board from the the get-go and was like, oh, how, how do you want to do this? And I was thinking, oh, lots of wild tracks. Um, maybe using a different mic for those, you know, pieces to camera. Mm. Okay. And and then they were like, oh, yeah, 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 we could do that. And then you get on set and realise how chaotic it is. And then you have a word with the director and go, so the whole, like, talking to camera, do you want to 
change it up or do you want she was like no let's just keep it the same I was like brilliant <laughs> fabulous <laughs> on the one mic let's do it yeah. <laughs> none of this like chucking the second assistant in and going like sticking it on a different mic now. No, no. mm-hmm. I just kept it on the same mic and it was it was great mm. um, the mics I used on the show were the Sharps um, mini Seamits mm-hmm. um, interior and exterior was the MKH60s yeah, okay. On our first day, we set up because I worked with the MKH50 a lot interior and I love the 50 as a mic. Mm. And I just bought the Sharps Mini Scene and hadn't really listened to it. And then I was like, no. Let's go with let's go with the mini Siemens because yeah. this is mental. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. like running up and down corridors, and they absolutely worked uh, a treat. Mm. Um, the suck on them is amazing, and you can be like far away and it still sounds quite close. For those moments in the corridors, yeah, where they're walking up and down the stairs in the corridors. It's very echoey. They were great, and I loved the way they kept the sound. Oh, the wide sound in for the corridor moments when he's on his phone. Mm. Sounds like it looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, not like, <laughs> it's not in your face. Yeah, sure. So you get a sense of the space. Yeah, because it really does seem like a very genuine space. I mean, I assumed it was all location, but from the sounds of it, it was was it a set build? A set build on a location, like um, on the old network. So it was like an old college, I think that was built okay. right. 70s or 80s. And then the production kind of took it over on the upper floors was the production office. And okay. then we shot on the third floor and second floor, I think. They took it over and built the sets for the interior hospital stuff. And the exterior hospital was um, at Ealing Hospital. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So like a heavily, heavily dressed environment, but yeah. phys- physically... None of the cheats you'd get in a studio, really. So you still had no. quite tight yes. corridors and, yeah, all those tight problems. Tight corridors, yeah. Doorways. <laughs> no flats to move or anything, right? Okay. No, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> because a scene that was really, really challenging was a kind of opening scene where the woman's coming in and she's she's in labour and it's uh, preeclampsia and, the you know, where the cord... Yeah. Cord prolapse, sorry, cord prolapse. Yeah. And um, he's like up on the bed with her and then the, the whole bed goes around <laughs> the the ward into mm. the theatre with like five people talking around the bed. That was challenging, but it was it was so much fun. And uh, <laughs> my poor boot mops having to shimmy and then one with the aerials going around. Did you have a lot of rehearsal with that then or was it just kind of figuring it out? There was definitely a few rehearsals and... Just so everyone worked out where they could be, mm. you know, for safety as well, because you sure. have the artists, you have background artists moving as well. You have crew, grape sparks with lights, yeah. <laughs> everyone going around this bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's chaotic, but um, yeah, it was fine. Um, in some shots, we were able to get micro um, personal wires on the outside. And kind of use somebody else's personal for a different person. Okay. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, sure. Speaking across. So, yeah. Yeah, speaking across. Always a nice thing for thing us in post. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I'm, I know, writing it up. I'm so sorry that person's on that mic, but it works for that bit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> 
because it's such a busy, there's so many busy scenes, like you say, in terms of just the characters on screen. How much time did you have per episode for shooting? Was it last year, 2021, you were filming? It was, yeah, last year. And we were still in lockdown when it began. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. But we were able to shoot. There was just like a lot of testing. Yeah. And the windows were always open and everyone was freezing. No way. Okay. <laughs> and the fans going off and having to like run around the set and make sure the fans and the windows and all were shut before before we turned over. Yeah. Um yeah, that was intense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we got we got there in the end. Um that was challenging on its own. Um we had about two and a half weeks per episode. Okay. I'd say. Hmm. Yeah, but the days the days were jam packed of yeah. scenes. Like I was, especially if they're going in one scene to the other, they kind of did them jointly. Like so, car door into a ward, out of a ward into the you know that way. Mm, right. So you'd be doing six plus pages with like wow. six plus characters sometimes. <laughs> like all right, okay. <laughs> 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 Great. <laughs> How are you? How are you keeping up with that? Then were you doing a very a lot of very active mixing or trying to leave channels open? Yeah. Long? Okay. I I did, and sometimes it'd be like, all oh, right, okay, bring up that wire, and then the the boom ups would have to do like a dance as well. Mm. Like the first bit is on them, and then they tuck around and run behind the set, and then to the other room. Okay. <laughs> and then, so they're there for the next bit. You know, um, it was great. They yeah. they were great. And in terms of, you mentioned sort of keeping the windows open and closed and, and also you said about earlier liaising with kind of the building site downstairs. <laughs> T- tell us about the kind of the practicality of that, you know, how, how, who, who do you have, how do you find out who to have conversations with, you know, like what's the oh, kind of goodness. chain of command in terms of something like that? Yeah, it's locations, <laughs> well, sort of like to AD, say to ADs, AD say to locations, locations thing but then it sometimes get lost in translation yeah. and then you're like you say to your second assistant look just go down and talk to them <laughs> just like <laughs> cut out all the other people and run down and then he was great he was great yeah and then they were absolutely amazing were they okay. or i'd i'd run down sometimes if they were you know and just go ask really really nicely yeah um can you just hold the work just for like five minutes and we're done with this scene and then and then it's lunch so you can do whatever <laughs> so they were they were pretty accommodating they then. were they were lovely yeah oh, yeah 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 that's just really cool run down so how many did you have on your sign crew run us through the team again there was three of us all together so myself sarah howe key boom up and nick egger second boom right yeah and and then rory smith as well some days okay. yeah and was it constantly two booms on the go or, or was it kind of second boom as needed and then switching? Second back? boom as needed, but it was. It was very, like, heavy, heavy two booms because <laughs> it was just constantly on the move. Yeah. Oh, there was some times when it was uh, contained within one um, room on the ward, which was which was nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, apart from the day, there was a saw, like... <laughs> Going on downstairs, the no. guy sawing away, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, uh, what are we going to do?" And then, but it was constant at one point for like a little bit of it, and I 
took the rushes because the editors were upstairs in the same building. I was like, oh, what do you reckon to the mix with the saw underneath? Will it be able to clean? They were like, oh, yes, um, it's fine. It's only for that bit and probably not use that. And then you don't hear it. Hmm. Um, yeah. In the main bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Get away with it. Because it's just, uh, yeah, it's like, what the, like, just a random sound would pop up and, like, you go, what is that? <laughs> and then you go and the time's ticking, have to crack on. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, but if we get this and then and then we end up getting it, so. Mm. Did your, um, did your conversations with post sound evolve through the shoot then with, like, going from what you said where it was kind of ideal scenario, switching microphones for different yeah, tones to I the realities? Yeah, like, yeah, it's in pre-production, like you have all the ideas, don't you? Yeah. And then they just go all out the window as soon as you hit the set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you're just like, yep, yeah, that works for that. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't... Um, they were absolutely great because we had a huge nightclub scene. Oh, yes. Yeah, sure. To do um, with playback hmm. and a lot of background as well. And it's two... It's Adam and... Kenzie, I think it is. No. Um, well, there's two people, two cast talking at the bar. Oh, yes, that's right. And um, so what we did for that is we did one take with the music and everything full blast so they could get their um, levels up. And then I dropped it out, but I kept it in the director's ears. So she kept hearing the music. Right. Okay. And yeah. any time they they were actually amazing. The cast were great at uh, keeping their levels up. And any time they just dropped a bit, you know, like after a few takes, she was like louder. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and then like get it up again. So I absolutely love that because there's nothing worse. Sometimes you watch a nightclub scene and they're whispering at the bar. Yeah. yeah. The music's well, and you're like, what? <laughs> no, it wouldn't be like that. So it was like trying to make it as natural as possible. Yeah. And everyone loved it because we were still in lockdown and we were all together and we're like... Oh, nice. <laughs> and downtime, so we're like the DJ because we had an actual DJ. They were like blasting some music and then we all had a dance. I was like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We don't get out much. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. A legal party during lockdown. That's great. Yeah. Work, work party. Yeah, you're right. Work party, indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really authentic, actually, the way that scene comes across in the in the final programme, I must say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did a brilliant job. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It was a great team. Had a great team. Yeah. Sure. Fabulous team. It's the first I've heard as well as a solution of, of um, playing the playback to the director allowing the director to have that perspective yeah. on the final sound. So like you're saying, he'll be able to react and say, uh, make a judgment on where the performance levels are relative to the music she can hear. I just thought that's a really interesting way of solving that problem, taking a lot of the, like, the guesswork out of the directing process, really. Exactly. It is, and where, where their dialogue sits within the music. Yeah. Uh, as you say, that sort of thing. So, And she was absolutely amazing. I absolutely loved working with her. I hope oh, okay. to work with her again. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, she's a fabulous director. So when you, if you take yourself back to when you first got the call about the job and you said you read the book and you listened to the audiobook, so that was before reading the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, when you first read the script, how did that compare to like how you were already beginning to imagine things happen? Was it, the, was it quite true to that? Because I haven't read the book. I've seen the programme. I haven't read the book. So other, It is. Um, it is very true to the book and there is still 
those moments and little scenes like the kinder egg moment oh yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's in there and the characters as well like how how did they kind of how did the performances come through in terms of how you were picturing um the shoot going because there's such brilliant there's such brilliantly written characters the dialogue's fantastic and the performances that you've captured are just wonderful like uh, they were absolutely incredible like everyone even like the small parts mm. you know um they had such a big impact yeah on it like it was absolutely amazing i think adam k stuck true to uh, his book and um he had a great input as well when we were shooting it like he'd watch remotely oh and um if some things you know didn't come across after shooting it a bit, like there'd be like slight changes, yeah, and stuff like that. So, which kept us on our toes. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> There's new dialogue. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> but then it's it it was grand because it's like either from the same person, it's just like a slight line change, that sort of thing. So yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was challenging. Yeah. As a whole, but it was it was amazing, very rewarding. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining as well, you mentioned before that your background was in, in shooting documentaries as well as other media. Uh, so I'm imagining the documentary filming probably helped with this, that having to be so reactive. Did that feed in as an experience, do you think? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, definitely. Because, as you know, shooting documentary changes all the time. like, mm. And the people you meet and you have to quickly chuck on radio mic onto a person or quickly boom um something else that's happening that you hear that's off <laughs> you know yeah. it's it's crazy mm. so yeah i think that worked well like thrown into the deep end yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i had some more kind of i suppose quite technical questions in a way because i was quite curious um especially knowing the the kind of location that was dressed to shoot I was wondering, like, footsteps, for example, with all that movement, was was there a lot of noise, like people's footsteps, that was potentially getting in the way of dialogue, making your life more difficult? Or You know what? It was absolutely... The costumes were great. Like, okay. they were so soft. They were soft because um, they'd been washed to the end of their life. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to make them To make them look, like, you know, really old. And yeah. then mm. they were... the the sort of um, Crocs clogs things yeah. that the, they were so soft as well. Oh, so okay. you would only get the odd, it would be an SA walking down in heels, like like a visitor. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you'd be like, right, get the test tape. <laughs> Come on. Or like, shoes off. <laughs> yeah, shoes off is always the easiest thing. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. when yeah, you're, yeah, sure. you know, for time-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Costume being a real mm-hmm. blessing then. Um, oh, costume for, for change. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yes. I mean, kind of answers another question because I was curious about lav mics and I imagine they were quite limited places to hide them without them showing in like the scrubs, especially quite thin material, I'm guessing. So, yeah, I was wondering if that was a challenge or. It was fine on Adams, Ben Wishaw's, mm. absolutely fine. Um, it was more uh, Shruti's character because she had her lanyard on oh, yes. and then her stethoscope mm. and then there was always something happening on her. So hers, hers was a bit tricky from time to time um, and it was just sort of moving it to like either side on, on the day or 
um, sticking some stuff down or sewing stuff in. Yeah, sure. <laughs> to yeah. So things like are you, are you kind to of to make it work. Yeah. So you're like yeah. uh, sticking the stethoscope down to the costume, for example, anything like that. Yeah, to stop or movement. sticking a little, a little um, bit of thread around it and sewing that onto the top. Okay. Yeah. So, sure. so it wouldn't move so much in in her walk and talks. Yeah. That sort of thing. But yeah, it really depended on the day. Like you could go, you could go with that one, that thing one day, and then the next day it wouldn't work at all. So you'd be back to square one, and then I'd be like, oh, okay. Try something different until yeah. it works. Yeah, yeah. There's no like set thing. <laughs> sure. There's no set thing at all. Just, yep, that works great. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> live with it. Go with it. Yeah, live with it. Go with <laughs> until it. it becomes a problem. Do you know who the who was the dialogue editor on the show? Did you have any contact subsequently? I think it was, was it Adam Horley? Does that ring a bell? Adam Horley and Steve Browell were yeah. post. Right. And they were... Absolutely lovely. I love that there was a lot of back and forth. Yeah. Them. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So throughout the, throughout the shoot, were, they, were you getting feedback on kind of which mics were working or anything like that? Yeah, it was more my worry to them on where we were shooting, those locations, especially Whitechapel and the mm-hmm. building site below. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 but um, after all, they were like, no, 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 you're grand. Everything's Everything's great. Yeah. And that was lovely to hear. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, thank you so much. <laughs> Such a difference. <laughs> yeah, and just basically giving them as much as possible, giving, always giving post as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, it's another thought yeah. that I had, actually. I wondered with having such a big cast, um, a sort of principal cast, really, even the smaller characters having spoken lines and a presence. Um, did you record a lot of crowd-style recordings or off-camera elements while you were there on oh set. yeah for that... the for like the hustle and bustle yeah exactly to get, to get yeah definitely i'd yeah. always try to get um always try and get how long the scene plays out for so like mm. a minute and a half two minutes just hustle bustle type in yeah walking around the place files going like yeah. <laughs> all sorts of things a bit of, yeah i'll chuck on a beep on the machine <laughs> <laughs> set the printer going yeah 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 let's get everything um yeah. and it was great yeah and even crew but crew would join in with stuff as well nice. sure. yeah. a wee bit of a wee bit of fully stuff to add in so yeah getting brilliant wild tracks yeah and then to help post as well because i know it can be like for them they're up against it and you know trying to give them as much notes as possible but specific notes not just like the sign report i always do like an extra wee report at the end of shooting mm. like um wild track one is this from this role just so they don't have to go through it all <laughs> you know because they probably don't <laughs> sure. i mean they don't have time yeah. so yeah i just give them like a word document with here's a wild tracker here's uh the phone call or here's background Mm. Ambience. Oh, sure. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, as we know, that that stuff can often be the hardest stuff to recreate. You know, just just kind of real world, like say, hustle and bustle. Mm -hmm. All of the unpredictable elements that, if you've got it there on location, a really kind of authentically dressed location. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all going to sound acoustically accurate and um, busy and dirty and and in just the right way. Yeah. So yeah, exactly helpful. Were you surprised at how well the kind of set record sounded, if you like, for want of a better phrase? You know, you said about the dialogue sort of feeling like it was right in the space. And is that, you know, were, were you surprised by that? I was, 
because there was times when you do hear the the city and stuff in the mm. background going, oh my God, have we got it? Yeah. Um, I mean, as an example, like the, the stairwell you said, where you were kind of like, you know, there's a lot of, lot of conversations in stairwells, movement in stairwells, but it sounds... Sounds how it looks. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like doing that and I, you know, just so the audience can get a sense of space mm. instead of everything being so tight. You, you get a feel that it's a big echoey hospital. It's chaos. It's fallen apart. Because yeah. <laughs> it is like in the story as well. Yeah. Not just the but it's the NHS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So those, actually those corridor moments did worry me. Um, especially in the lift where there was sort of two three-handers in the lift area. Oh, yeah. So what I kind of did was put a few sign blankets up behind to kind of help that bounce sometimes. Yeah. But you can't really do that for the walking up and down the stairs. Mm. So watching it back, I go, oh, it worked. It was fine. (laughs) 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 What was I worried about? It was grand. (laughs) I'm just trying, I'm just remembering, is it in the penultimate or the final episode without any spoilers, but where the, where... Adam and Harry are sort of treading water in a lake. Yes. How was that recorded? That wasn't me. Oh, I, ha! <laughs> I, I've done up to ep five. Oh, okay. Okay. And then lovely Richard Miller came and took over while I went I went on to a feature. Oh, okay. Film, hmm. so yeah. Has been a very busy year then. Uh, yeah. It has been, <laughs> it, like from one to the next to the next. Yeah. And, yeah. and on to the next in prep now at the minute. Yeah, yeah, great. One of the things I was curious about with that experience was we already mentioned the Sherps mini seamit and how useful that was. And I'm guessing with the suck of the mic, as you were saying, like that allowed you to be further away in like wide shots and still pick up really usable sound with a good tone and perspective to the sound without it being too noisy or the signal to noise ratio being mm-hmm. pretty good. So that's that's obviously a bit of kit that you were very happy to have for that shoot. But was was there anything else particular about the kit that you had there for those five episodes that proved surprisingly useful? Um, yeah, I, I love putting in a little boundary layer, a little plant. I always I like planting oh, radio sure. mics and hiding them in yeah, places. Okay. <laughs> this, yeah. this seems like a show with that opportunity all it, it over. It is yeah. indeed, especially for those moments in the intensive care unit and there's a lot of reflections happening mm. around the incubator mm-hmm. and those sort of things. So, And the moments he leans in and it's like hard to get a boom in, but you can just hide and stick Stick a radio on to the side. Okay. Spot the radio. Yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. Because were you, were you managing a, an animatronic as well in some of those shots? No, they had the art department underneath and the, um, there was a tube going in and out round down the back and you'd just sit in there squeezing this little... Um... So was that completely silent then? Yeah. Oh, right. Wow. Brilliant. But sometimes the the machines would have to be on because you see them. Mm. But we were able to get the sound the sound off in them. Or I would some we couldn't for the beeps. Um, I just stick a radio beside the speaker. Well, that brings to another question. Actually, I, I was I'm glad I didn't forget. Which is um, yeah, the the use of prosthetics or effects. I don't know what they would come under really. Uh, the birth, in the birthing sequences. Um, yeah. that's quite sort of heavy duty. In fact, I had my wife covering her eyes <laughs> more than once. Uh, yeah. I think it resonates with her in a different way to me. 
uh, but very convincing, you know. And oh um, my god, yes, me too. It took me right back to me giving birth. Yeah, okay. So it did yeah, no. Um, and it, it looked very practical. So I was, I was just wondering if there were challenges that came with that. Um, yeah, because in the in the theater moments, were that's when we had two cameras. Oh, okay. And the rest was so, it was sort of mostly a single camera shoot, mm. which was. Amazing, lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's two or three cameras. So it was only for that, but mostly the second camera was the close-ups on the opening, the tearing. Oh, yeah. Which which I loved. <laughs> that <laughs> first that first episode is so gory, isn't it? <laughs> I know. Blood yeah. everywhere. <laughs> the background sticking to blood on yeah. the thing when yeah. they're walking around. Yeah. And crew having to watch out because yes. blood everywhere. So um <laughs> But there was a lot of materials and we just kinda kept it simple for that actually. Um it was literally two booms, two radios, they were talking opposite each other. Mm. They mm. were kinda close as well. And it worked. All of that liquid and gore element that wasn't kind of creating a noise issue for you in any way then that was Do you know they were they were really really good and we kind of worked sort of together because they did pumps mm. and and then and then the blood would take a few seconds to go so there was a there was good timing between the actors and prosthetics yeah okay to make it happen so we were really lucky they they got it in in the breaks of dialogue. Excellent. <laughs> Pump! A good rhythm. <laughs> Turn the pipe. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All in a day's work. Yeah. <laughs> I know, the amount of stuff that goes on behind camera to make, it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah I know. But to make it all happen, mm. everything married together, it's great. Yeah, sure. Well, that's why we do mm. the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We want all the gory details, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that, I think that kind of covers yeah. well, what, aspect. What, so what are you going on to do next, Nina? I am doing a studio feature about uh, an iconic doll. Okay. Mm. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> when does that start? Uh, start shooting 21st of March for 12 weeks Okay, mm, up in okay. Leavesden. I'm guessing that's a very different challenge simply because this is going to hurt. It's pretty unique in itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, is there, without meaning to spoil anything on Next Job, if we can avoid that, uh, is there anything you'll be carrying forward from this is going to hurt onto that? Is there any, like, ways of working or particular tools or...? Yes, definitely. It's just... Um, times 10 on a bigger okay. scale yeah yeah yeah, yeah sure. i mean definitely all the things um no there, there's going to be yeah a lot of playback and okay. stuff so mm. taken from the last film i did just before christmas which had a lot of playback and live music okay from it so um taking that on into this film yeah be good mm. you learn something new i mean every day on yeah. and everything you work on isn't mm. it so yeah how well do you know the guys who did the post on This Is Going To Hurt? I'm, I'm only wondering whether last year we did like a two-part episode where we spoke to the production team and then the post team of, of a series and it was really interesting. Oh my God, that would be brilliant. They had different challenges for, you know, building the world around yeah. I know, all the good yeah. details that you started with um, yeah. for them. Yeah, we're quite interested as post people. It's always something we like to explore is um, mm -hmm. that weird grey area where we don't get to talk to each other yeah. as much as we like. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Yeah. You know, we're like, I always look at it like we're as production sound mixers or the farmers. 
you know, we <laughs> grow, yeah. collect, collect it all, <laughs> and then send it on down the row. <laughs> food analogies are <laughs> always finessed. the best analogies. Yeah, yeah finessed, <laughs> packaged, <laughs> and off it goes. Yeah, <laughs> into the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering whether that means we're slaughtermen or chefs. <laughs> <laughs> Pick your team accordingly, yeah. Or are we shelf stackers? <laughs> shelf stackers, I mean. <laughs> uh-huh. Just like to think we're chefs. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, this has been fantastic. Um, this has really been amazing. Enjoyed talking Thank you so, so much. So much. Yeah. And uh, if, if it comes around, we'd, we'd love to talk to you again about uh, a certain iconic doll project that, yeah. that, that appears next year, I presume. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but we hope it goes really well for you, Nina, just yeah. like this Thank is going to Thank you so hit. much. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for taking the time. Be yeah. great to chat to you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So thanks again, Nina, for joining us on the podcast and making this International Women's Day episode possible. Really appreciate all the insights and, and her great work on the show this is going to hit. Yeah, thanks, Nina. Um, now, as part of International Women's Day, we would also like to recommend a few other groups who provide support to women in sound and are generally working to improve diversity in the industry. Those in particular are uh, Women Who Are Sound, which is www.asound.com. There's also Women in Film and TV, wftv.org.uk. And there's the UK Post Sound Collective, ukpsc.co.uk. Yeah, and if you aren't an AMPS member and are interested in joining the association, you can find out all the information you need about how to join AMPS at our website, which is amps.net forward slash membership. And if you'd like to reach out to us, let us know how we're doing or give us some inspiration for future episodes. Maybe there's something you've worked on that you'd like to talk to um, us about on the podcast. Then you can reach us at ampspodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter, which is at ampspodcast. Yeah. Now we hope to be back in your ears soon. Yeah. See you next time. Are you looking for more audio related podcasts to listen to? Well, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance, featuring a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. Be sure to hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.